0: A woman's life can change just by looking at her yoni.
1: So, this is Shashi Saluna from the Tantra Made Easy podcast. And my quest is to discover how sex can lead to a spiritual experience. And today I am hanging out with Courtney Davis and she is the creatrix of Viva La Vagina and the empowered woman. So she is helping women to discover their own potential through their relationship with themselves so that they can have a more fulfilling and ultimately spiritually enlightening sex life. That's very well said. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> very well so, said. So Courtney, tell me how did you um, discover this path? I'm always really interested how people moved from like normal sex or mainstream mm-hmm. sex or, or where you were originally in mm-hmm. your sex life and, and how did you make the change? What changed? What brought you on the tantric path? So okay. can you tell us a bit about like what sex was for you when you were pre-tantra?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. So for me... Um, I guess I, I kind of had, as a teen, I definitely had a bit of an identity around being this like sexually empowered and sovereign woman. Like I thought, you know, I had it figured out because I could sort of shamelessly pursue my own pleasure and, and sleep with as many men as I wanted and, and not get attached. Like mm-hmm. there's this really like kind of man-eating um, <laughs> way of defining my sexuality that made me believe that I was empowered. Um, and, and so I guess because of that, there was, you know, this real permission for me to enjoy my own pleasure, but I ended up having to go on this journey of realizing that because I was trying so hard to feel like I was this, you know, sexually empowered woman, I was actually quite disconnected from myself and what was Mm -hmm. really going on in my body. Um, and so, you know, I guess there, for whatever reason, there was always this massive, Um, curiosity around sexuality and pleasure and wanting to feel that I was sexually empowered. But um, it really started to come through for me when I had this year of sort of traveling and self-discovery and I ended up becoming surprisingly reacquainted with my yoni in a way that started to show me that um, I guess this construction of what I thought was sexual empowerment wasn't really what I had believed that was.
1: Uh-huh. So what what I'm hearing you describe is that the the empowerment, the sexual empowerment that you took on earlier was a kind of external one. It was mm-hmm. about um, how you know how you felt, how you acted, having any man you wanted. I love this. a so man-eater mm-hmm. description. Yeah. So, you know, and I, it's interesting you say that because I think so many women think women's empowerment is like this girl power. I can fuck like a man. I can have anyone I want. You know, yeah. that's what the media gives us, right? It's yeah. like all the pop stars and everything. It's like, that's the idea of sexual empowerment mm-hmm. but the question is is that actually fulfilling for a woman mm-hmm. and then i'm hearing you say well actually you discovered that it had come from the inside right so you start mm-hmm. traveling and yeah so so how did what was the encounter with your yoni so yoni by the way in case um, you're not familiar with it is the tantric term for the vagina and it means like the sacred place so it's um we use the word yoni a lot in tantra because it shifts our, our relationship with our body to sort of seeing it as a temple so you you said that something happened with your yoni that mm. changed your life <laughs> so what so happened <laughs> i guess i would
0: say that when i had this experience of becoming reacquainted with my yoni um it there was this shift so previously as i said you know with this sort of man-eating identity I really um, I viewed sex from this quite like unemotional perspective. I thought that mm-hmm. if there was no emotion involved, and if I could have sex without emotion, then that made me empowered. Mm-hmm. And so I had this very embodied experience um, of basically being invited to yoni gaze, which is um, sort of meditatively gazing at your vagina in a hand mirror. Mm. And I recall like. I was just blown away when all of a sudden I was, you know, I was sort of confronted with staring at myself and um and in seeing my yoni, I was just flooded with all of these emotions really. And oh
1: like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of emotions were coming? Like can you um, describe it?
0: Yeah, I mean I guess it was beautiful looking back but it was painful in the moment Mm -hmm. like I felt Mm -hmm. you know there was this sadness that came through that I had really like abandoned a part of myself Mm -hmm. and so in seeing Mayoni it was like you know she was in a sense telling me like pay attention to me and you know you've really not been listening is what I heard her
1: say Wow, that's profound! Isn't that amazing that like something as simple as a mirror, yeah, <laughs> and yeah a bit of time huge. with your yoni can make a big shift.
0: Absolutely, and I still find like to this day that it's something that I like to do to just sit down and reconnect with myself, like mm-hmm. just to stare at her, mm-hmm. breathe deeply, and sort of observe what comes up and, and feel that connection to her. So.
1: so it sounds like your yoni was your teacher, right, or mm-hmm. your yoni was somehow.
0: Is that right? Yeah, and she helped me make that connection to really coming back into my body and in connection with my emotions, like inviting
1: that back into um, my notion of sex and sexuality. So how did that, what shifted? So here you are, the man-eater, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you looked in your yoni and you had a lot of emotions move. So what happened next? How did it begin to change?
0: Mm. Um, did it change
1: like instantaneously or it was the beginning of a long
0: journey or... It was the beginning of like this, I guess, a a much more burning desire to uncover what was there. Like, wow, you know, it was like I'm definitely I've been missing out on something. And there's so much more depth to my yoni, my sexuality and, um, you know, sexual connections than what I've been experiencing. It was just sort of that light bulb went off. And um yeah, it was this invitation to start connecting with myself sexually much more deeply than I had been.
1: Uh-huh. Mm. So what did you begin to do differently? You, you started having more time with yourself?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it, it really caused me to tune into myself. And so um, I would say it stemmed really around awareness for the most part, like rather than um, striving for a goal and You know, trying to create an experience for myself with others and with myself that I thought I should be having, um, it caused me to just start actually feeling what was present for me. And Mm. so, you know, through self pleasure, through my interactions with partners, there was this, um, there was more emphasis on my body, my emotions, my experience. And, and also actually just wanting to listen to what Mayoni was saying. Mm-hmm. Like, that was something that was so foreign
1: to me before I looked at her. It was mm-hmm. like, she's actually speaking to us all the time. Mm-hmm. So how does she speak? You, you get a, like a feeling or words or insights? or. Mm. Um, so at first I felt that she spoke to me primarily
0: through like intuitive downloads. Mm-hmm. Like I would just, through looking at her or touching her, I would feel like, Um, you know, a strong emotion or something really like just wisdom would drop into my awareness. Mm -hmm. So there's sort of this intuitive download aspect to it. But um, it's also quite physical. Like I can feel what she's saying, you know, through expanding and softening or her lubrication is a really big one.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I went through quite an interesting journey with lubrication as well, where Um, I had never struggled to become wet in any of my sexual interactions for most of my life. And I was finally confronted with this relationship where all of a sudden it stopped happening for me. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: and so then once again, you know, it was like, um, I had this idea that I should be aroused. I should be wet. And she was like literally forcing me to listen to her and, Mm. and to start tuning into like, you know, what is she telling me about through that lack of lubrication.
1: And what was the message? Like, don't have sex with this man Mm. or slow down or... Yeah. What what was the message?
0: Um, The message really was that, um, you know, this sexual connection, this attraction that I I believed was there with this partner um, was, I think, somewhat made up. Like, it sounds kind of silly, (laughs) but, you know, I had this really beautiful, (laughs) deep, spiritual, emotional connection with this partner. And I believed that, therefore, it was the whole package. Um, and you know, when the sex is not happening, it was like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Uh Um, and then when I finally stopped and listened and honored that lack of lubrication, I immediately became aware of like, oh, there's a lot here that that's sort of not, um, you know, not flowing sexually. And, Mm -hmm. and actually I don't
1: think my yoni and my body really do want to be having sex with this partner. Mm -hmm. So you think that actually it would be really helpful for women to start this relationship because then (laughs) Presumably, there's a lot of women having sex with people who, you know, they're not aligned with, it's not really there, and they're Mm -hmm. trying to push it or fake it or force it, and therefore, you know, having superficial experiences.
0: Yeah, and I think there's such a trend in sort of this, like, sexual empowerment, (coughs) sex education world right now, where it's like, lube is the best, lube's your best friend, like, use all the lube you want. Um, and I actually feel
1: that that's a huge disservice to women because mm-hmm, it's masking what the yoni's saying. Yeah, <laughs> she's saying yeah. no, thank you, and you're like slapping on some artificial. Yeah, yeah, and, fascinating, and you know,
0: perpetuating again sort of that cycle of dishonoring your yoni and and women not being able to hear what she's saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, right. It's kind of like the way we mask over nature. You know and cover it with artificial things and then we can't hear the messages mm-hmm. anymore that are so crucial to our from our planet mm. <laughs> it's the same yeah. kind of thing so then you know can you tell us a little bit about you know before you were pursuing all these men and now suddenly you're more interested in your own body or this, what i'm mm-hmm. hearing what 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 did your personal practice look like what did you begin to 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 do differently as you embarked on this journey hmm
0: so there became a huge emphasis on self-pleasure, I would say, and that still, you know, continues to be a big focus of how I educate women today is just mm-hmm. like, you know, how do you actually reconnect, slow down and and pleasure yourself? Um, and so there is a learning curve with that. I went from, you know, I guess for a while there was this real obsession with just using my vibrator and having a clitoral orgasm uh-huh. and again feeling like, oh, I'm super sexually empowered because... I can have 20 clitoral orgasms with my vibrator in the highest speed. (laughs) (laughs) And that felt great for a while. It was this identity I had. And then all of a sudden when I really started to tune into my yoni, again, it was like, this isn't actually fulfilling me. It's sort of this idea that this is great, but if I'm really honest with myself, I'm wanting more
1: here. So, Mm -hmm. I love how you continuously see this difference between the kind of externally imposed Mm. perception yeah. And it's a sneaky thing, you know, we so often look for external validation or, you know, guidance of how we should be and then try and fit into that model, whether it's from porn or pop stars or yeah. magazine, cosmopolitan, whatever, and try to be that and then think we've got it. But actually, you know, you keep sharing, n- no, that was just forcing it. And and when mm-hmm. I listen to my body, it's a, it's a different, it's a different journey. Yeah. Different empowerment.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's like such an important message right now. You know, you can... I received so many questions from women around the issue of libido and it's like, I don't want sex with my partner. I don't know what's wrong with me or I don't want to self pleasure. And I think it's because we're constantly coming from this place of expectation, mm-hmm. um, rather than self permission. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's days for me now where I've realized that sometimes self pleasure is just laying there with one hand on my heart and one hand on my own. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to be this like mind blowing, like ecstatic experience every time because mm-hmm you know, sometimes that's an expectation that just kills the whole thing altogether. Right.
1: So your advice to these women is drop the expectations Mm -hmm. and just tune into what's there. Yeah.
0: Just self permission.
1: Self permission. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. And so what shifts for a woman when she when she starts dropping expectations and and shifts to, to to seeing what's there? How does it look? Does it does the sexuality look different? Um, I did it for you.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that one of the big shifts that takes place is permission to receive. It's like when you finally give yourself permission to be exactly where you are, to feel exactly what you're feeling and giving yourself what you truly want rather than what you think you should want, um, you actually open up to be able to receive and actually let let that pleasure in, and whatever's there in and soak into you as opposed to, um, striving for something.
1: Mm, that's a, that's a wonderful shift. And then how does that look sexually? Does the sexual encounter shift? So let's say a woman mm. spending time with herself and listening to the body and slowing down, looking at her yoni in a mirror, mm. is it going to change how she is in the bedroom? What's going to change there?
0: For sure. You know, like I think, um, I really believe, at least for me, it's been easier to first prioritize connecting with myself, Mm -hmm. um, really consciously, slowly, and with presence, because as soon as another person is involved, it's that much easier to sort of, you know, get back out of your body and and Mm -hmm. lose touch with what's going on for you presently. But once, I think once you cultivate that enough on your own, and it becomes grounded, um, yeah, you can you know, you're really deeply able to stay connected to yourself and to receive when you're with a partner as well.
1: So it takes some time because we're so used to, especially as women, I think we want to please our partner. Mm. I think that's one of our big um, killers. But sometimes it's wanting to impress, sometimes it's wanting to please, sometimes you just get lost, you know, is the other person having a good time or what do they think of me and all of these things. And so what you're saying is it's actually a good idea to step back from just interacting with others and take time to, to... have interaction with yourself mm-hmm. so that you can stay connected to yourself even when you're with a partner yeah it yeah. sounds sure. like um you know a really good way forward for men as well as for women i mm-hmm. would I would <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely and i mean i think you know i'm talking about this shift in self-pleasure and connecting with my own body and then how that translates into a shift in sex of partners but it's the same thing with men you know like if they're masturbating in this super goal-oriented way that's mm. all about friction and sort of getting there um you're programming yourself in that way and then you're
1: carrying those patterns um into your interactions with the partner mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. one of my um big questions is about spiritual experience and and I it's interesting because you said this changed when you traveled the world and started doing mm-hmm. you know self-exploration so it's fascinating that you know that you put that together I think in the mainstream world you know like it's sex is so compartmentalized into its own little box mm-hmm. and to sort of hear you say I'm traveling the world and exploring myself and in that mm-hmm. uh, my my relationship to my sexuality comes up so can you speak a little bit about you know can this be a spiritual path you know is mm-hmm. this a spiritual journey for a, for a woman, say, to um, start on her viva la vagina, and you know, start gazing at her yoni and self pleasure. Is it just pure hedonism, or is there you know, is there more to it? <laughs>
0: um, well, I think for me, what keeps me continuously intrigued and in, in pursuing this as a passion and a journey is the fact that it is this incredible like magnifying lens for. Um, you know, your, your journey of awakening, of self-realization. Mm-hmm. And um, I just continue to find that by connecting with myself sexually and what I learned through with partners um, is that, you know, that's showing me these ways that um, I'm ultimately showing up in the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So sort of these, these significant experiences I'm having with myself sexually are ultimately shaping me on the grander level,
1: you know. Mm-hmm. So a, a sexual practice that's conscious can actually shift who you are or your identity or your relationship with the world? or
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of different levels to this. There's, um, you know, in becoming more sexually embodied and connected to myself, I then go about, you know, interacting in the world and connecting with others from this more deeply self-connected place. Mm. Um, and with that, there's been a lot of... Um, I guess sexual self-connection has helped me to blast through a lot of limiting beliefs as well Mm. and a lot of the disempowerment I've felt um as I work through that on a sexual level it just seems to become easy when I'm going out into the world
1: so as you're going through your journey of sexual empowerment you're finding that limiting beliefs outside of the arena of sex like limiting Mm. beliefs in your life are also just spontaneously clearing as well Mm -hmm. so it's So it's connected, like the sexual empowerment is connected to your empowerment and your growth as a human being.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, And I find that especially with boundaries, like the more that I connect with myself, um, and I can really like honor my yoni and my body sexually. It's like, I can actually honor myself in, in life, I can ask for what I want more, I can I have more awareness of what that boundary is.
1: Mm. Yeah. So it's like an empowerment on all levels. Mm, absolutely. Wow. It's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what else would a woman get from, from doing this path? So it's a path of obviously becoming friends with the body mm. and self-empowerment on all levels. And um, do you think it, it, you know, it affects um, your, your experience in lovemaking? Does it affect your relationships, your health? everything (laughs) nothing (laughs) um so what do you get from
0: this path I think um obviously pleasure like way Mm -hmm. more fulfilling pleasure for me um and and many women that I speak to there is this point where I think if if all you're having is this sort of more like shallow explosive orgasmic experience specifically clitoral orgasms although I don't want to shame that experience Mm -hmm. because that has its own value Mm -hmm. um yeah, it feels like, is there more to this? Like, I think we have that inherent desire to feel like united and expanded with something more. And, mm-hmm. um, and once again, like, you know, in order to open to that and to receive um, receive those experiences, it has to come from this place of deep self-connection, not expectation.
1: Yeah. Wow, that's great. So can you, can you describe uh, an experience? I always love hearing people's personal stories of sure. their transpersonal experience.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, so a big one that comes to mind for me happened earlier on. Um, and it really caught me by surprise. I was, um, reconnecting with an old lover and we, we were really able to stay quite present in our bodies when we, you know, when we connected sexually, that was something I remember about that partnership was just how present we were. And, um, yeah, I guess I remember like sort of this this building up that took place where it actually almost felt as though our sexual episode was sort of coming to an end, like it was coming to a close and it was de-escalating. And then all of a sudden this energy started to move through and it was like we were both immediately, like I could tell we were both on the same wavelength, you know, and, mm-hmm. and he started to feed this movement of energy through me. Um, and it's funny looking back because it's like, it's hard to analyze what happened because it all just is sort of a whirlwind, (laughs) but it was like, um, you know, ultimately it felt like this overwhelming build of energy throughout my entire system Mm. that eventually sort of overflowed or broke open into, um, into probably one of the more profound emotional releases I've ever had. You know, it was like, um, Yeah, if anything, it was almost more of, like, an emotionally cathartic experience Mm -hmm. than it was, like, physically pleasurable. Mm -hmm. It was, like, I just I bawled and I wailed and I actually – and I continued Mm -hmm. for, like, 45 minutes after that. (laughs) You know, like, I just just laid there sort of in this, like, mind-body-blown space (laughs) (laughs) Um, and kind of basically completely completely unaware of what really had happened, but just knowing that it was – it felt really good and necessary.
1: Yeah. So it feels – you know, some people – who don't have emotional experiences are like, oh, crying? Like, why would I want sex? Mm. It makes me cry. But, you know, you, you describe that it, it makes you feel good. So you felt, what was the shift in you?
0: Yeah, it was just this, this opening. It was almost like a deep acceptance and relief. Like, it felt mm. like I just let go of something really, really heavy that I'd been carrying that I didn't even know, was, you know had mm. been there mm-hmm. and been weighing on me. Um so yeah it was profound relief and and sort of connection with something greater than myself and and connection with my partner you mm-hmm. know um so it was yeah it was fulfilling in a way that was beyond sort of this peak pleasure experience of like a little dopamine hit to the brain mm-hmm. you know Yeah
1: yeah one of those really powerful experiences that's like Phew! yeah changing a life forever <laughs> Yeah
0: and I think I mean once you experience something like that like nothing else really compares or for me anyway (laughs) it's just like you want to be having those transcendental or transcendent experiences Mm -hmm, because it's mm -hmm. just it fulfills you beyond like the the moment that it happens Mm
1: -hmm.
0: was it powerful for your partner as well yeah and you know I was really I was really grateful for how he responded because I have heard stories where women sort of have this you know this very cathartic powerful release and if they start crying I think it's quite common for the partner to freak out and say you know like are you okay like did I do something wrong but he he was very in tune with me and he knew you know he just held space really presently he didn't say anything he just laid there with me and observed me and um and that felt really good for me and I think it felt really good for him as well yeah
1: yeah wow it's it's great to hear these personal stories and you know, I, I think it's really inspiring, especially people who are starting out on the path and maybe haven't experienced that yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like you said, it's not about shaming the um, the clitoral orgasm. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's so much more and, and many people don't even know that. So they just stay with the clitoral orgasm, mm-hmm. not realizing that, you know, yeah. so much more can be blasted through and blast it open.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I agree, like, clitoral orgasms are still enjoyable. You know, I still yeah. have them. I still use my vibrator once in a while. But for me, there was, there was actually, like, an addiction there, you know, because it mm-hmm. took a while mm-hmm. to sort of realize what else was possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of frustration up until ex- I finally experienced it.
1: So could you describe in a nutshell, for anyone who only knows clitoral orgasms, which is quite common,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, what, what, what is beyond the clitoral orgasm?
0: So I would say like the clitoral orgasm is, you know, it's this really definable build in pleasure that feels so good. And it's like, as soon as you start to feel that build happening, it's like, you just want to follow it and you want more and more until you have that burst of Mm -hmm. like, of intense pleasure. Um, But I often feel that like an energetic dip after it. Mm -hmm. Whereas um, with sort of internal, more energetic orgasms, they have an emotional capacity to them. Where I often feel as though, like it almost feels scary as I'm approaching them. Like mm-hmm. I'm having to surrender and let go of control mm-hmm. and and let go of my mind in a sense, um, in a way that makes me feel fearful. Like I'm, mm. you know, it almost feels like you're going to die. Sometimes. Yeah, like yeah, that's why the French call it the little <laughs> yeah. death. Huh? Yeah. So, and and that's the thing is like I don't I I don't believe you can experience those those. Um, states without being connected to your emotions which is why I never did experience them until I reconnected to my yoni in my mm-hmm. body and, mm-hmm.
1: yeah great so there's a path here that other women can follow it's not just like an accidental you know series of spontaneous events although mm-hmm. it might have been for you but you've actually been able to map that out for mm-hmm. other women right because you've got a a course that's uh, Viva La Vagina, I love this name. Mm-hmm. Um, so is the, can you tell us a little bit about that? What are, you, what are you helping other women to do? Sure. So the premise of the course
0: is really helping women to deeply connect to their vagina. But, you know, as I've sort of explained over the last 25 minutes, it is so much more than that. It's like your connection with your yoni is like a magnifying glass for your connection with yourself as a woman. And, um, yeah, so the course is a journey to – Reconnecting to your own, learning how to hear her messages um, and sort mm-hmm. of, you know, uncovering a lot of disempowering beliefs that may be there um, and and learning what you want, like connecting to yourself in an embodied way so that you can truly receive and um, from there, start unlocking deeper pleasure and
1: fulfillment. Wow, this sounds amazing. Gosh, mm-hmm. you know, this is the kind of thing I think we need on every school curriculum. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> you know, it, it needs to be a full semester class. Well, it does. You know, yeah. if I could change one thing, well, I mean, I change a lot, but I think it would be so good if before we jump into, like, you know, having sex with others, if we had, like, a good year just with ourselves and our own bodies, mm-hmm. you know, and have that on the curriculum it would be such a, a better love life, a better sex life when yeah. we get there because we know, we'd know we know so much. We were, When I was young, we were so passive. We just expected some, you know, 15-year-old boy to know what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's
0: hilarious to me. Like, now it's sort of like intuitively it's like, of course we should be taught how to masturbate. Like, you know, that's something know. where it's just – it almost feels obvious now, but – and then you look at it and it's like we're so far from that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. it's a sad thing. We are in the mainstream world, but, hey, there's uh, – a lot of us coming forward with this message because it's changed our lives. And I think, you know, I think that um, hopefully that will reach people. Mm -hmm. So, so thank you. So let's wrap this up with what is one thing as a little take home for people listening, what's one Mm -hmm. thing that a woman who's listening to this um, could do now on her own, other than signing up on your full course, of course. But what's the one, one little take home that you would recommend for a woman to do to, to shift her path?
0: hmm um take a look at her yoni really yeah Yeah. you know pull out the hand mirror and and it sounds like such a trivial silly thing you know I I think I get that some people it's like how is looking at my vagina in the mirror really going to make a difference but um I repeatedly hear like obviously my experience and the women in my course over and over it are tend to be blown away with how significant that experience is um and what you sort of realize about yourself and your yoni yeah so Pull out the hand here, um, <laughs> take a look, set a timer, set a timer so that you're not sort of wondering how long do I have to do this And for. how long do you recommend? Minimum of five minutes, but like ideally okay. 10, 15 okay. or longer, half Good. hour. Good, Good really information.
1: Yeah. 10, 15 minutes to begin, up to half an hour, hand mirror, timer. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, um, you
0: know, just an emphasis on sort of sitting in a relaxed, private, safe space mm-hmm. um, so that you can drop into a more receptive mode, like, really just give yourself permission to observe, really take the appearance of your yoni in, um, you know, and it's likely beliefs and thoughts and probably even judgments are going to come up mm-hmm. and that that's okay. Like you don't have to mm-hmm. feel like, Oh, like I'm not empowered. I don't have this figured out. If, if some of those um, disempowering beliefs come up, mm-hmm. like just observe them, be with them and
1: and give yourself permission to be where you are. Okay, great. That's really good advice, especially as now so many women are, comparing themselves to porn stars or whatever, and thinking mm-hmm. you are know all the wrong shape and color. So you just mm-hmm. say, breathe through that
0: mm-hmm. and
1: stay present with yourself and just observe yeah. that.
0: That's, yeah.
1: That's great advice. Like the, so You the might not fall in love with it immediately, huh? You might have to go through a bit of some of those layers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, it's not something that you're going to intellectualize. Like you don't look and go, okay, now I need to change my beliefs about it. It's sort of that principle of feeling is healing. So um you know observe what comes up feel it and repeat the practice and you'll notice that things start to shift
1: great so that's a wonderful bit of take home advice and um yeah maybe they'll, they'll go from there to your course so I'll add a link in for that okay awesome thank you so much for sharing your stories and your wisdom and your guidance yeah thank you I hope that uh I hope that this sh- this spreads. Um, So, you know, if you've just listened to this and you've got something out of it, then do share it with your friends. Let's wake up the world one yoni at a time. Mm.